Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be asking, are the Illuminati and the Freemasons one and the same? To answer this question properly, we first of all have to gather some credible information on the Illuminati, which is hard as they're a secret society. So where do we start? Well, one of the best places to start would be with a curious tome which I acquired whilst living in Oxford entitled The History of the Illuminati Order, the founding of the order by Franz Xavier Schwack. I have the later and large edition of 1786. Um, you see, the Illuminati used to communicate by courier, and what they would do is they would dispatch an agent with fake documents in hand. These were the ones to be found by inspectors, and sewn up in their clothes would be the real communications written in cipher. On one fateful night, one of the agents was hit by lightning whilst riding in a storm and killed. Upon searching the body, documents were found in the clothing in confirmation of a rumoured anti-monarchical Republican revolutionary political group panicked the authorities so much that they immediately printed the documents to warn the governments and royal houses of Europe of the threat. It was printed in the Gothic script in the 18th century German, but you can make out a few of the sentences and uh, make sense of some of the names and symbols in there, some of them being quite similar to Freemasonry, the dot within the circle being one of them. So exactly what was the objective of the Illuminati? Well, this is the million dollar question and <laughs> it, it's impossible to really to really draw any conclusions. I mean, it, they were only allowed to communicate with three other people. And do we know if that's the truth? You know, we don't know. It's, it's purely speculatory. But the crux of the matter is that the Bavarian Illuminati were a revolutionary Republican Enlightenment cult and um, they had to operate and communicate in secret. They were pro-democracy, and from a modern perspective, most of their aims, I think, were quite admirable. They wanted to advance science and end monarchies and state religions. Essentially, they wanted an enlightened republic along the lines of Plato's philosopher kings, I believe. But um, that's the first work. The second most important reference book is one by John Robinson. And for those that don't know, Robinson was a fellow of the Royal Society in Edinburgh and professor of natural philosophy there, too. Uh, it was whilst working with James Watt on an early steam car that he came into contact with the Illuminati. And in 1797, he printed his polemical work, Proofs of a Conspiracy Against All the Religions and Governments of Europe, carried on in the secret meetings of Freemasons, Illuminati and Reading Societies. A small title. Um, but he accused continental Freemasonry of being infiltrated by the Illuminati and contributing to the excesses of the French Revolution. There are several events in the French Revolution which may pay testimony to this, but we only have seven minutes of reading. Uh, so just get out there and pick up some books. Uh, from these two works, I've derided my viewpoint that the Illuminati infiltrated continental Freemasonry to accelerate the ideas of Enlightenment and to ferment revolution. I'm sure that in the later decades of the 18th century, the presence of the Illuminati in the lodge was palpable, but they didn't really last that long. I'm sorry to say it, conspiracy theorists, but they were defunct by 1800. And the scientific worldview had gained enough of a foothold that it was no longer a seditious act. So in short, no, they're not the same. Right. Uh, I, I think one reason that people are interested in the Illuminati is because they've got a great name, you know, and it's Latin, you know. So um, my understanding is that they were opposed by the Rosicrucians in Bavaria, and this ultimately led to uh, Weishaupt's expulsion from the country in 18, sorry, 1784, only uh, nine years after they were founded. 
like other organizations, for example, the Gormagons, after the death of their founder, the organization fell apart. And as there was no successor trained to carry on the quest, that was the end. Yes, there you go. It's, the thing is, it's, it's into the realms of speculation, because they're secret, what do you actually know? There's right. all these different hints throughout literature. I mean, Mary Shelley, when she wrote Frankenstein, uh, there was a, a monster, Frankenstein's monster, which arose from Ingolstadt University, which is where Brother Spartacus Weishaupt came from. It, you know, is it Jacob Frank? Do we really know? Is it a historical illusion? Do I really care? No, I don't. <laughs> really. right. I think it's a lot of paranoid bullshit, if you ask me. And <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I'm not really that knowledgeable on the subject. Uh, I just wonder who they infiltrated. You know, the OMS, the Order de Martinez Souverain. I've always wondered about the Lodge of Perfection in the Scottish right in the 14th degree as well. But David Harrison's got some interesting stuff to say about that. What about yourself? Uh, that's another story. And I also explain this connection with the 14th degree in my book, uh, Freemasonry or Royal Arch. Well, did you see how smooth Love. that was? Great link. Great link. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings this episode to a close. If you have any questions, please email on the link below. We now part on the square and we will meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>